Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, in just a few days, arguably the most important featherweight fight maybe in UFC history, one of the most important trilogies in UFC history will take place just down the road when Alexander Volkanovsky defends his title against this man, the former UFC featherweight champion and the guest here with me today. It is Max Blessed Holloway. Hi, Max. How are you? Uh, I'm good. How are you doing? How was your flight in? Long. Yeah. How long was the flight from uh, Hawaii to here? Uh, Like five and a half. About what? Mine's five. Five. Yeah. yeah, but I have to fly coach. Did you fly coach? Ah, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't fly coach, bro. I need. I need. I was like, I. Are you? Oh, is Max Holloway flying private now? No, no, okay. not private. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, I. I think I'll be. I'm never ever gonna be too bougie to to go get a private. I like my money. I'd rather spend it on something like a dinner or something than yeah. a private plane. To be honest. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> uh, how are you feeling? I feel good. Yeah. I feel. I feel like a champ. You've so done I this so wait. many times now. I wonder, like. Do, do you still get the same feeling pre-fight every time? Uh, Does yeah. it matter what the stakes are? I mean, I'm on all every fight. I told you this before, you know. Uh, we we approach every fight the same, you know. This this is my first fight, and this might be my last fight. So, at the end of the day, we just ain't belt, no belt, whatever it is. I carry myself as a champion. Every fight I think so I'm doing is a championship fight, you know. And uh, this is what you got to do in this game, you know. To be the best, you got to beat the best. And best is blessed. <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna trot out those lines with me again? No, all the time. Yeah, all the time. Let's back up a step before we even talk about the fight. You're you are in a different place in your life. You're now 30 years old. You've been fighting the UFC for 10 years now, which is a long time. You got married recently. Congratulations, Thank by you. the way. How is married life? My life is good. I mean, it's awesome, especially when you got a wife like mine, man. She makes sure everything is good. Uh, she makes she makes sure Mini is good. So, I mean, life's good. I, I, I love married wife, you know, and she she does everything. I, I mean, it's, it's amazing. How is it when you have like a your wife is a professional athlete as well? Like, is that challenge? How, what does that do for time and and how your needs need to be met as well? I mean, time is she figures out. She's amazing, you know, and then she actually gets what I need to do all this and what comes with it. And then the eating habits, it's just been much better when she, with, she, with her around, you know. With her around, it's been much better. So, I mean, she, she's just the greatest. Where does someone from Hawaii go for a honeymoon? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I'll let you know. I'll you didn't go it. yet? I, no, we didn't go yet. Okay. Because I told her, like, I can't, I was like, knowing my luck, we're going to go on top of a honeymoon and UFC is going to be like, hey, look, you're fighting in two weeks. 
So I was like, I'm just going to wait. Let, let's just wait. And she said, yeah, let's do it. So as soon as we book it, I'll let you know. Because I, I keep telling her where wherever she wants to go. And she just keeps telling me wherever I want to go. And then when I say where I want to go, she's like, no, I don't want to go there. So it's like, it's where you want to go. Then, you know, choose it. Happy happy wife, happy life. Is yes, say, right? 100%. Where do you want to go? I'm curiously. I, I wanted to go to Japan and stuff, but she she was thinking like she wants to go to Japan, but she wants to go as a family with Ru- with, with Rush and, right. and and stuff. So, and and with friends. So like one of my wrestling coach, he pretty much he does it all. He's my cameraman. He can uh, translate for us. He can be he's my wrestling coach. He can be a body for me. So That's that awesome. guy's the man. All right, how do you feel this time? I know you say you're feeling good, but like relative to how you felt when you had the title the first time, and then the rematch was weird because it was during COVID and it was in Abu Dhabi and there was no crowd. Do you feel exactly the same in terms of how you, the few days out ahead of this one that you did for the second or the first one? Nah, man, I feel great. I, this is the best I ever felt but mentally. You felt, you felt bad for those ones? No, I, I just feel greater than what I felt then. Then I felt great. I felt great the first time I felt... Greater the second one, I guess I feel the greatest. <laughs> this one, you know, and uh, I got five title wins. You know that, you know, to be uh, to get my sixth title win here in the ninth island against Alex, where the first one went down. Big, I'm back in crowds for two years. I never had a crowd. We back here. It's gonna be amazing, you know. Go get that dub. Like I said, I've been saying, man, I, I just have this feeling, you know. I've been in, I've been in there with this guy for ten rounds, Luke. Ten rounds. I, I really feel like we're not going past three in this one. What, what, why? What, what's, what's so different? I mean, he's different. I'm different. I just think the training I've been doing is going to pay off in a, in a, in a big way, in a, in, a, in a very big way, I think. So the training that I've been doing, my game plan, the recipe that we're cooking up in this one, it's going to be finger-looking good. <laughs> All right, let's talk about it. So after the first fight, obviously you probably had conversations with your coaches, but did you ever have a meeting after the first fight and been like, okay, what went wrong? Not, I know you probably feel like you may have showed your hand raised, certainly yeah. in the second one, maybe the first one, but what were you and the coaches saying, like, why didn't it go your way? What, what was the assessment? I mean, the, the, the first one, I think we had a meeting in this room. I think right after the fight, I think we had a meet. We sat down, we talked a little while, and... We wanted to figure out what was wrong. They all talked about it. We all, we all had we all had ideas of what what we think went wrong and where went wrong, and that's what it is. You know, that's how you get better. You know, you you confront your demons. You know, and we was confronting what we think went wrong, and it was literally like maybe like an hour after the fight, we was back here. We was at this table in this in this hotel, mm-hmm. sitting down talking about like what we can do different, what we did different, uh, what what he did great, what I did great, what I did bad, and. We went from there. What makes him good? Uh, I mean, he's just uh, well mixed, uh, well-rounded. You know, he's well-rounded, super good. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I might give away too much if I tell him what what makes him good. You know, so. Okay, how about this? What did you learn about him through the process of fighting him ten rounds? I mean, I, it's not. Yeah, I would say learn. I just, I think they're camping him. They're just smart. They're super smart, you know. They 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 played the system, especially the first the first fight really good. You know, they played the system really good. So, you know, kudos uh, to them, kudos to them, and um, we're here for a third time. You know, I mean, if the first if the first two was so decisively, we wouldn't be here for a third. You know. Fair so. Enough. All right. So let's talk about the second fight then, because you had the meeting after the first. You get the second fight, and it looked to me in the second fight, to my amateur eyes, but that is all that I have, that. Your stance changed. Yeah. You got more upright. Uh-huh. 
you didn't chase him as much. You let him come to you. That's, in fact, I think the way you knocked him down was by virtue of that, by his forward pressure. And a lot more linear attacks up the middle. And it worked really well. I thought you won the first round. I thought you won the second round cleanly. And I noticed after the second round, you did the bit, which was, I was like, okay, Max is cooking right now. He's in his kitchen. But the third round, things began to change. He was able to make adjustments in the middle of the fight. I know that you probably think that you won the fight. There is certainly a case for you. But in the end, the judges didn't agree. What happened from the third round on? I mean, like you said, I mean, when you're fighting the best, you get the best the best two guys in there, you know, the best two teams in there. It's not only us. We got eyes on the outside. I think he did adjustments, you know. I, and I guess so to the three guys sitting judge uh, octagon side, those 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 little adjustments uh, got him to fight, you know. So it is what it is, you know. It is what it was actually. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit over here cry about spilled milk, you know. There's there's three guys, three not guys or can be girls or whatever three people sitting ringside that decision count the most. And they went the other way, so you know why get mad? You know we we cleaned it up. We you know we cleaned that up, the mess up. We went on, and I knew we was gonna find our way back somehow to Tyler. You know if I had to fight two times, three times, four times, whatever it was, we're gonna be right back here. And uh, you know two years later, you know or a year half actually, we're here and ready to go. Candidly, when the fight went to the decision in the second one, what was your level of confidence that you had won? I was like, I, I thought I won, you know. Like if you did, you think he had won any rounds? I thought maybe, I thought maybe, maybe the last round or or the fourth round. I'm, I'm mixing up my rounds. I forget which one it was, but one of those rounds for sure. I thought he won in the later rounds, you know. And uh, but it is what it is, you know. They, they this shit didn't go my way. I'm not gonna, you know, why I'm gonna pout about it or cry about it, you know. I had Dana White talked about it, you know, like a bunch of like hundred UFC fighters was saying that I won the fight, so, you know, why add more fuel to the, uh, to the fire when you don't need to? I guess the question I'm trying to get at is, it's weird that, again, I want to be very clear, there is certainly a case for you to win, uh, especially the second one. The second one, you, the, the first two rounds, I don't think there's any debate that you took those. So all you had to have is one more in the next three. But the judges kind of keep siding with him. What do you think they're seeing? And I know we don't know. The judges don't talk to us. But there's got to be something, right? Like, they keep kind of orienting themselves around what he's doing. Is it the amount of activity he does? All the fainting, all the footwork, all the movement? What is it? I, I wouldn't know, you know. I wouldn't know. I, I, I couldn't answer for them. I guess. What do your coaches tell you? I mean, we're all kind of dumbfounded at the situation, to be honest. You know, like, we, we all don't know. Like, we all looked and we like... I don't know, like, even after seeing the strikes after sometimes, you, I'm like, what? Like, I, I don't even remember getting hit that much times, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, I guess, I guess even, or not hit that much time, it's significant strikes is the thing that tripped me out. I'm like, how the hell is he keeping up with me in significant strikes? But it is what it is, you know? I'm not the guy who's, who's counting what is a significant strike, what is a strike period. So, you know, it's, it's something that I think so we got to ask them. Was your feeling after the first fight the same as the feeling after the second? Or did you have, was there a difference between the way you processed what had happened? No, nah, I felt like I, I felt like they, 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 they was both the same. I feel pretty good. I mean, the second one had to be a little bit bigger because I, even though they didn't count as a knockdowns, like I, I, I felt like I had knockdowns in that, in that second fight, you know? So I think what, in the second one was a little bit bigger, but again, it is what it was. like. <laughs> I'm not gonna complain about something that that happened two years, a year and a half ago. Well, um, what, 
What do the city kickboxing guys do that you call them smart? Give me an example of what makes them smart. And by the way, to be fair, I want to be clear, Volkanovski is not just a city kickboxing guy. He's a freestyle fighting, uh, I think his academy is the name of the gym. Please forgive me if I get it wrong. But so he's, he's got more than just that association. Yeah, I just think their game planning is great. I mean, you look at him, you look at Izzy. Uh, I mean, the two guys that's actually doing very well, with the exception of Kai Kai. You know, like, Kai Kai French is a, is a guy going out there finishing guys or whatever. Like, and Izzy is finishing guys well as well, too. But Izzy and, and Alex is almost like the same fighter, where they just kind of, like, they just kind of touch, 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 touch. And Izzy actually has the power a little bit later or the timing or whatever you want to call it where he puts somebody down and he gets the finish, you know? But, like, the top two standouts of, of, the, of, that, of that crew is a lot of guys, they touch, they're, they're, they're very smart, know how to play the system. Like, I touch you here, I touch you there, get away, touch, touch here, make it look like a big stuff that, I guess that's what it is, you know? They, they, they play the system well. They got a system down to the lock, the MMA system, I guess, with the rules and stuff, and they look good. Like, if you guys don't believe me, go run Izzy's and... And Alex's fight back to back, the same thing, you know, go break it down. These guys touch, touch, touch. The only difference thing between both of them is that Izzy actually lands something that really hurts you and then finish you, you know, and then I mean Alex finally lands something that actually hurt someone and finished them in his last fight. But yeah. that's what I think it is. I think they're they're super smart, they're playing the system. It's interesting. People are like, Oh, Alex did you see that fight by the way? The no, Alex I didn't see a fight. I just I saw the clip. I saw the finish, yeah. of course, but I didn't watch the full fight. My my coaches watched the fight. I asked them, do they do they think I need to watch it? Like, no, it's pretty much what we thought was gonna happen happened. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I know, there was a lot of talk about like, oh, he went for the kill, and I'm like, I don't believe that. I just think fighting you, I don't want to be disrespectful to the Green Zombie. Fighting any of those guys is difficult. Yeah. Fighting you is a completely different thing. Oh. That's why it's harder to do anything to you than it is to him. And that I mean, to yeah, I mean, and that's any fighter, you know what I mean? It's harder to do s certain moves against against Jair Rodriguez than it was with Cater, you know? That's, that's, that's every fight. Every fight that you go to, it's, it's a different thing, you know? Anybody who take it as disrespect, it's like, it's not, you know? It, it's no disrespect to anyone. It's a, I'm a different fighter from Korean Zombie, you know? And we understand that, so my age is much younger. The miles on me is a little bit lower than Korean Zombie, so I understand it, you know? Um, in... In terms of this fight, where do you derive, I want to be very clear about this, where do you derive the motivation? Here's what I mean. Some fighters are like, oh, I hate that guy. I, don't, I saw you guys shaking hands. You've you're been in the game too long for that. That's not you, right? Is it, is it reclaiming the belt? Is it proving something to yourself? Where, where, where is your mind in terms of why you're doing this? I mean, like I said, you know, we approach every fight like it's my first and last, you know? We don't, we don't in, know. I'm asking, what's in your heart? Like, what, seriously, what, know, like, what, what drives you to make sure that you, I think in your mind, write this wrong? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I said it, like, I want to bring balance to the world, but, you know, one of the main things is, is my son and my wife, you know? Like, I spend so much time away from them, so much time in the gym. Sometimes they come, sometimes they don't, so I want to show them, show to my friends, my family, my wife, my kid, this is why your husband or your dad is so away from you. This is why we cannot go and watch Buzz Lightyear in the theaters right now because I, I don't want to get sick, you know? This is why we can't go to the beach or there because I'm not feeling up to it because I'm hurting from training. So it's just showing them that, like, look, this, this is why I did it. This is all the hard work pay off right here. Now let's go have a honeymoon, have a vacation. Let's go catch Buzz Lightyear in, in theaters here.
Did, did you see Buzz Lightyear yet? I did not. Uh, I did not. We yeah, waited. Yeah. I've, not, I've not seen it either. I, I have a three-year-old daughter. She's She liked the, the trailers. Yeah. Uh, okay, just the same. Uh, have Okay, so you have two losses to Dustin Poirier. Now, one was at 145 when you're at the very beginning of the UFC run. Yeah. And then one was at 155, yeah. and he was obviously a completely different fighter. To what extent has this experience truly, demonstrably made you better? Do you ever think about that? Like, you've had to problem solve and win. You've had to beat Rodriguez and you had to beat Cater. We'll talk about that in a minute. But you had to really problem solve. You and your team had to really kind of figure this out. Do you, do you ever look back on that and say, like, I don't know, like, it did actually make us a little bit better? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, every loss... Every loss is only a loss if you don't if you don't learn uh, if you don't learn from it, you know. Every L to me, I always say it is a learning curve, you know. And and even with the Dustin Poirier fight, you know, what I mean, first things first is Alex, of course. But that's one of another fight up there, like at 55, who knows, or 170, whatever day we might meet again, you know. Those fights wasn't too far off, you know. The first one was whatever, he he subbed me, but the second one was like, you know, like even Khabib thought I won that fight, you know. I mean. Yeah, Khabib is another story, but you know, at the, at the end of the <laughs> I day, saw, I saw what he said. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, it's uh it's just crazy, you know. I, I, we learned a lot. You, you find you, you find a lot about yourself when, when you, you know, when you take an L, when you learn, you know, more than a win anytime, you know. When you're winning and you just keep winning, 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 it's like you don't, you don't have the drive to better anything or change anything, you know. But, and if you do, then you're. That is amazing, great for you, but when you lose, people really sit down and break down themselves and be like, oh wow, what's going on, you know? And look, we, that, that, that uh, Dustin fight, we came back, I think we fought uh, Edgar, right? Mm -hmm. Felt great, felt good, and we, that Dustin fight didn't only help us like in my fight game, it helped me with like doing all kind of stuff behind the scenes, you know? Me and my business manager, my team, we got, we got doctors, we got all kind of stuff figured out after that fight, you know, just to just to think if I ever wanted to go up and get bigger again, then we go do it. We go up and get bigger again, you know? Fair enough. Okay. Um, so then you had the fight with Calvin Cater, oh. which was just an un... How, when you look back on that fight, is that like the best showcase of Max? What? How do you package that in all the things that you've done in your career? I mean, I mean, that, that, zone, yeah, I was in the zone. I was in the zone. I think the best package... Mixed martial arts package of Max had to be the year fight for sure, 100%, because I got to show different aspects of my game in there. But the best, like the best, that was just in striking in the zone, Max. That that was it. I mean, uh, doesn't it? Does it? I don't know if it ever gonna get better than that. You know, who knows? I mean, Saturday night not that far, so I get to answer my own question. <laughs> did you? Did you have not like extra motivation to stick it to people? Because that doesn't. You seem very family and self-centered oh. and I mean that in a good way not like a selfish way like oh. focused internally versus externally yeah. but there was a certain fire that came out of you there when you were looking at the commentary table and yeah. talking to them yeah. was that where, what was that where did that come from man, people was like they was calling me a journeyman I, I I was tripping out I was like wow I just you know I you know you lost the belt and I fought the champion and then Things didn't go too well, and and it could have gone. A lot of people were saying my way, and they, they just forgot about that. Like a lot of people just forgot about that, and I was just tripping out. He was talking. A lot of people was saying that this guy get the best, has the best boxing in the in the UFC. He was talking about it. Called me, you know, he called me a freshman or whatever, and I was like, whoa. I was like, 
this is outrageous. Like, this is just crazy. You know, there's levels to these games. I tell people all the time. There's, 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 this, there's different levels. There's one level of getting into the UFC. And then there's a level of getting into the top 15 of the UFC. And then there's levels of getting from 15 to 10. And then 10 to 5. And then the champion and, like, the top three contenders in the world. You know, and people don't know. People think it's all the same. You know, people are just like, oh, you're in the UFC. You're... You're amongst these guys. Like, no, you're not. You got to go work your way to the top. And, you know, I just, I, I had a feeling like people got to find out the hard way. And I guess he found the hard way, you know. And it was great, you know. Nothing but love for Cater. He's, he's out here doing his thing to see it. So it was pretty cool to, to have that to have that moment, you know. Was there ever a point where, and I'm, I'm asking this genuinely. I, I have great respect for Calvin Cater as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I was watching that live and I was thinking to myself, I, I started to feel bad for him. Yeah. Did you ever feel bad for him? I mean... Just the amount of I mean, damage. I was actually getting concerned. I know. In the in the third round, if you, I think it was the third round. I, I think I well, for sure. Yeah, I was against the fence and I shot in for a takedown. Because in my mind, I was like, my gosh. I was like, I'm just going to... Like, this guy is just too strong. Like, he's just too strong for his own good. So I was thinking, like, I'm going to go go to his leg, suck, him, suck it out from under him right now, and just ground and pound and get a finish from her Dean, you know, real quick. And when I did it, he defended. I was like, I guess, I guess not. Mm. I guess you want to still get punched in your head. So I was like, here it is, bro. I'm sorry. All right, so then it takes us to the Yair Rodriguez fight. Did you want that fight? Like, did you think after the – because I thought after you beat Cater, beating Cater one was – impressive enough and then the way you did it i was like oh they're just gonna make the third the yeah. third alex fight yeah. but they didn't they th- so did you want that fight i it happens you know it is what it is i'm not a yeah, i'm not a matchmaker yes no? yeah i'm not i'm not a matchmaker i did it personally did i wanted to fight your year yes i'm our, our, our mat like what was what was planned for me and him like are people been dream matchmaking us forever you know, you know me and him was like i remember I think I fought Jeremy Stevens back in like UFC 197 uh, when uh, did all that was Aldo Connor card right? I think that was the Aldo Connor card. Whenever Aldo fought Connor, yeah, yeah. I, I we opened up the main card. I remember running to uh, Rodriguez in the back, and and everybody like a lot of people wanted that fight. I was like, and he's a young kid too, so I was like, I'm probably gonna fight this guy multiple times. That's the way I'm thinking, you know. So, you know. Took years later to finally make it happen, and I, I was great with it. You know, it is what it is. Would I would have would I rather have Fought for title, probably, but that's not the way it planned out. You know, we, we got your year, and I got to go out there and uh, showcase my mixed martial arts. That was an impressive fight because you gave it to him in the striking. He returned the favor. Uh-huh. But what decided the difference, it seemed to me, was, to your point, the well-roundedness. Uh-huh. 
did you know you were going to have to go to that gear, or is that like on the fly? Like, okay, we gotta, we gotta. Not like, I don't mean to say that. Oh, he's piecing me up. I can't fight him on the feet. But I mean, like, the smart thing to do here. Was yeah, to was to turn it up. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, that's the smart thing to do every fight is, is, is to mix it up. So, at the end of the day, mixing up with him made sense. You know, and uh, he, they said he was working on his wrestling. So I was like, oh, I better beat him to this wrestling game then. You know, because I've been working on my wrestling. So. It was super fun. It was super good. I mean, like the, the guy's a dog, man. You know, he is a dog. A lot of people sleep on him. Uh, and I, I will admit, I I thought you were going to not run over him, but I thought it would look a little bit like round three, round four, just yeah. kind of taking over. He was, he, he really he impressed he me. He was in there. He was in, in the fight, you know, especially being away for, what was it, two years or something. Right. Uh, he, he came to fight, you know, and... and that hit and not get hit thing with him is, is hard as as hard as it get, man. The guy is like his dexterity in his legs, his flexibility, his quickness, his his IQ too, and his just his overall creativeness is is pretty cool in there. So I got to go in there and experience it with him. I, you know, I look I look forward to probably seeing him a couple more times in our career. You know, I know he ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. So that's weird. About, that's what's weird about the Volkanovski fight, right? The Cater fight was just basically one sided, but. The the air fight you won cl- clearly won in my in my view. Although this is the thing that was a tough fight, bro. Uh-huh. And the Volkanovski fights you always walk out there and I'm like he's probably going to go to the club later. You yeah. know, like it's really weird. Like those are the ones that have eluded you, but this really tough yeah, fight yeah, yeah. that was the one you got your hand. So is the key here? Not like Yair is obviously dramatically different than yeah. Alex, but is there something to be said for the complexion of a fight looking a certain way and that favoring you or vice versa? I mean, if if I need to have tough fights and have the tough fights to get my decision, then thanks for breaking the code or something. So maybe we're going to make this one tougher than it has to be on Saturday, you know? So, I guess what I'm asking is when you went back to the locker room, you were like, holy shit, that was tough. Yeah, but I mean, after the fight, when they they sent us for the year fight, they sent us to the... Uh, to the emergency room, and I was like begging them. I was like, I'm fine. They're like, no, you need to go, kid. I'm like, I, I understand. I had that big cut, but that big cut was like in the last in the in the last round, halfway through the round, and he elbowed me like, and I and we knew we was getting ready. Like there's like there's like three things that I knew he was gonna throw in the fight. If I got him to the ground, he'd throw his back elbow. If I got him against the fence, he's gonna throw his up elbow against the fence, and, and his spinning kick. And, oh, he's jumping front kick. I, I knew those three things was coming. I was like, I'm not going to. And then two out of three things land. And the, yeah, he didn't land the, the, the jump somersault kick, but he landed a stupid punch on me in my face when he got up. I was like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> I, I knew these three things was coming, and the three things landed on me. So, yeah, I was kind of upset about that. But the guy is tricky, man. It was super good. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was trying to. You can ask them. You can ask my business partner, he asked my coach, I was telling him, bro, I'm fine. Let me do media. Let me go talk to me. They're like, no, you need to go. I don't even know how you're walking. I was like, I watched the, I watched it, and then I was like, oh, I understand where it is because he was kicking my leg, but it wasn't, wasn't nothing too crazy, you know. I, his foot took more damage than my leg, you know. Really so I was like, I can do it. And I was like, no, they insisted. And, like, took up, like, two hours of my freaking day. I had a dinner that I was I was scared I was going to miss with my family. I was like, come on, I got to get out of here, please. And then, yeah, it, it happened. What did they say at the ER? They stitched you up? They say anything Stitch you up? Nothing. It was like, everything's good. You know, they scanned they, was, they scanned me, and they, they, they look at my foot. They was like, oh, it's just swelling. And I was like, you can go. I was like, really? Like, two hours for this? Come on. All right, so let me tell you one concern that I have. And I don't say this. I hope you understand this. And I know you've... I, you know that I have 
huge admiration for your uh -huh. career. I do worry about the amount of damage you've taken over uh -huh. the course of your career. Uh -huh. Do you? Not really, not really. Uh, and, and the only reason why I understand what you guys see, because you guys see me in these wars and these fights, right? So in your guys' mind, you guys are not thinking of the training that, that, that you guys might be thinking like, oh, if he's having wars here, he's probably, we got scared of people being in the gym, talking stories like, I have wars in the gym, right? I, do, I don't have no wars in the gym. I do no sparring. I don't, I don't get my head, my head hit in anything, you know, like, uh, like personally, uh, uh, like uh, on purpose, you know. Of course, like when you jujitsu and stuff, you can't stop hitting whatever, but I don't spar anymore. We don't do no hard rounds. Everything is just much more smarter, you know, like every, forget our timing and stuff. We go, we, we do a little bit motion stuff, but we're not cracking each other like how we would. Like before, before my, my training was worse than the fights, you know, we should have been getting paid 50K for the fights then, then, then actually in the fights. So at the end of the day, I'm not too worried. I mean, I know that significant strike, everybody see it. And I heard him talking about it, be like, oh, you know, I'm going to crack up. And blah, blah, this and that. I'm like, brother, like, did you forget the first two fights we fought? Like, one, I don't ever think so you ever even made me do the chicken dance. And two, I, like, you was on the side doing the falling down over, you know? So I, I, I don't get it. So, again, I'm going to ask this question with great sensitivity. Uh -huh. Not in the fight itself. Like, obviously, if you get hit in the fight, that doesn't count. Uh -huh. But have you ever experienced any neurological symptoms or, or um, issues? No, not at all. I mean, I mean, my, my business partner is like super big into that. So everything is the, the one of our one of our things that you know one of our things that we like saying you know rush is we put rush first no matter what you know what I mean rush is always first, and since rush is first that I need to make sure that I'm good you know so he made sure we go check up out we have a we have our, pretty much our own teams of doctors that make sure that everything and my brain my health. My cardio, everything that I'm consuming, whatever I'm coming in, all checks the list. Okay. And I know, I, I, again, I want to be very clear. I am asking that of great sensitivity. I know that's a very personal question. So I hope you know it comes from a place of genuine admiration for what you've done. But also, yeah, you're right. I'm just an, I'm just an observer. I don't know how you feel. Wow, sure. And on the observer side, even, even when you win, even when you win, like the, like the Yair fight, just a spectacular win. It was a blood and guts affair. Yeah. You know, and, I, and as an observer, it's hard to know what to make of that. I mean, I mean at the end of the day, we need, we need people like you, you know, looking out for, sometimes you talk to the right guy or, or, or a guy who's not in my situation where we are doing all the right stuff for it, and then you ask them the question, and then they go and be like, you know what, I should go and figure this out, whatever, and you might actually help them. You might save a life, so it ain't... I ain't taking this with a grain of salt or anything. I understand that you care, and people do care, you know? Like like you said, you've been covering me for like 10 years now. It's almost like, it's almost like we're family, kind of. <laughs> Look how gray I am, Max. Yeah. I've gotten gray covering you. That's what it's done to me. Unbelievable. But it's true. Like, do you see, you know, you're in the gym, obviously, and, and you're around the sport. Do you think fighters, in general, take enough care about that kind of thing? And personally, like 100%, if you ask me, I would say no. I say no. And, and I say this to all the fighters out there, everybody, protect your chickens. You know what I mean? The great, the, what the great Marshawn Lynch said, protect your chickens. You guys only get one. You guys want to be around. Like, I, I want to be able to throw balls with my great-grandkids, you know? Like, I know it's far away from that. Rush is only 10. But my, even my great-great-grandkids, I want to be in great top shape whenever 
whenever I need to do life. You know, I don't want to be in a wheelchair. I don't want to be able to not put a sentence together for my son or my great grand, my great grandkids. So, at the end of the day, it's do your job, protect yourself. You know, and then don't be scared to to ask for help. You know what I mean? Like the only person you're hurting is yourself. You know, never ever be scared to ask someone for help. Let's talk about your team for a second. I have a theory. See what you think about it. Not a theory, just a just a claim. Oh. Think your team is maybe the most underrated in MMA in terms of a lot of things, but most notably, you talked about how city kickboxing is smart, and I agree. Eugene Behrman is smart, and uh, there's some other folks in there that are obviously very bright as well. Ivan Flores and the guys around you, in my judgment, are just as smart, uh, and they don't get a lot of the credit. Why? Uh, not at all. Uh, you know why? You know, Ivan, I, Ivan Flores, uh, Rylan Lazares, Michael Nakagawa, Darren Yap, Christopher Daggett, these five names you guys not going to hear nothing about. You know why? Because I got to hold a freaking gun to their head to tell them to go do an interview. Like, they don't want to do interviews. Every, everything is me. Me first. They're like, no, we're just doing everything for you. And, and they don't want none of the light. They don't want none of the shine. And that's why I love them. You know, these guys don't want nothing. You know, these, there's a point where I had to hassle them to actually pay them too. I was like, bro, come on, guys. Like, you guys just take your time. Them? Yeah. These guys, I was like, you guys, these guys take time on their family and friends. Like, they got kids. Both of them got two kids. You know what I mean? It's like two of them. And three of them. And one of them get four, got four kids, you know, or three kids. So at the end of the day, it's just like, that's why I love the team, man. They, 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 don't, want, they don't want none of the, look at me. I'm the guy. I'm the reason why Max is like this. They're like, nah. He's the reason why we're here to help him, and he's doing it because of him. So, I mean, find guys like that. Find guys that... They just want to, I mean, I guess so. Uh, I guess so they're like, they're almost like the Avengers, but low key, you know what I mean? The low key Avengers. Like, then they're not popping their chest on and being like, oh, I'm doing this, doing that for him. And that's why I got nothing but love for these guys, man. They'll do anything for me. I mean, I used to, even when I first started training with Ryland, I didn't have a job. I had not I had nothing pretty much, and he just said, "Come, come to the gym. Don't worry about paying nothing. Just, just make sure you show up. We figure it out, you know." And um, that's it. Same thing with Darren. Yeah, I had no money. It's pretty expensive to train with him, and he was like, "You know, just, just come. We figure it out as we go." And, and we did. So, this guy's just amazing, you know. Like I said, it, I really gotta hold a gun. Like no bullshit. Like I'm like, yeah, you I, guys need to, you guys need to do this interview. They're like, UFC needs this interview. Like, come on, really me? Or like even embedded trying to interview like the guys I gotta use the bathroom and they're like gone forever. <laughs> I'm like these guys, come on. Uh, actually, I had Ivan one time on my radio show, and I want to. I'm saying this as a compliment to to like what he does for you. That was the worst interview I ever had. He wouldn't tell me anything. He wouldn't tell me anything. He was so friendly the whole time. And he was just whoop, 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 just ducking and dodging. I'm like, okay, all right. So you, I want, I'm gonna try with this. You gotta give me his number because once you're retired, because I know he ain't gonna tell me shit while you're around. Yeah. Once you're retired, he owes me an interview, man. Yeah, I he mean, owes me an interview. I mean, once I retire, you can probably ask him about me, but he got his little son coming up, and his son really wants to be a fighter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His, his son's name is uh, Aries, so his son is like really wants to be a fighter. So I don't know if you're going to get anything. I'm just giving you a heads up. Yeah, I don't know okay. if you're going to get anything because, like, I even told him because his son, his, his son is like, oh, my son's age. They're 10. They're same age. And uh, his son said, oh, I want to fight. He want to fight Uncle Max for, for his belt, you know, when he can. 
So he don't know. The kid don't know. But when he's like 16 or 18, I'm gonna put up the belt, one of the belts in the house. I'm gonna spar him. I'm gonna Ooh. fight him in the gym. I'm gonna. That's what I'm telling him. I'm gonna like, bro. I'm gonna fight you in this gym. <laughs> Finally, you've been running your mouth since he's a little kid. We're gonna do it now. The thing about Ivan, and again, it's not just him. I'm just using him as an example because I had him on the show once. Okay, but they're generous souls. They're kind people. They're hardworking. But I do want to focus in on that one thing that I said about how smart they are. When did you realize, oh, wait a second, these dudes are real dialed in. They're real bright. I mean, I... I like, did, you luck, be, did you just luck into a situation? Exactly. To, to tell you the honest truth, I just kind of lucked out, man. I just, I, I just get... I get lucky with a bunch of things, or not even luck. I think I guess it's in a nickname. I just get blessed, man. I I was like, the way the way me and me and uh, Rylan came. Uh, I got Rylan. Rylan is the one that I found Rylan first, and Rylan is the one that threw me to Darren. Rylan is the one that bring in Ivan mm. into the camp, and uh, Rylan's wife is, is friends with uh, with uh, with Christopher Daggett. So it's like it's this small little thing. Like Rylan was the. Rylan was the root, and his little branches, he grabbed everybody. So I just, I, I lucked out in it, man. I just got lucky. It wasn't like, oh, wow, this guy's so smart. Oh, he's doing this and that, blah, blah. It's like, no. Nah. I needed jujitsu. Rylan was the man on the island. I, I, I ran into him, and then he did everything else. Amazing. Now, you mentioned uh, going forward, we will see what happens on Saturday. Win or lose, does 155 hinge on that? Like, is the 155 plan such that it is one, is it contingent on a certain outcome on Saturday or not? No, not at all. Not okay. at all. But but there is history there, you know, with the guy that, like, he's not the champion, but he should still be the champion in my eyes. You know, uh, Charles Oliveira, you know, there's history in me and him. Like I said, Dustin, we always on the short list for Connor, so there's a bunch of things. But, you know, first things first, we got business to handle, you know. My name ain't Dana White, Hunter Campbell. Sean Shelby or McMainer, I don't meet up with those guys on Tuesdays. That's their job. So I'm going to go in, take care of business on Saturday, and uh, see where it leads us. Are you surprised by Oliveira's maturation? Like, he used to be the guy who was always real good, yeah. especially with jiu-jitsu. But then, you know, he would kind of flake out certain times. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. now, he, like, he just walked into Justin Gaethje. Yeah. Was that surprising to you that he's become so... Hey, whatever he found, he found, man. Whatever he, I don't know what he putting in his acai nowadays, but I I want a cup of that acai, Charles, because uh, it, it he's been killing it. He's been amazing, and, and I'm I'm kind, of, I'm kind of pissed for him that he 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 kind of got history taken away from him. You know, his I'm next fight, yeah, and his next fight is gonna be fighting for a title, not a title defense, which it rightfully so be. So, you know, he he looking scary. The dude been looking good. He been cracking people. He been, he been <laughs> making people quit that's calling him quitters. Mm. So it's, it, it's, right. it's an amazing thing to see. Right. Uh, you mentioned Habib. I would be remiss if I didn't mention oh. it. Were you surprised? So what Habib said was basically he, he tried, to, to his, Habib's defense, he did try to be respectful about yeah, it, yeah. but he did say he thought Volkanovski would win on the third uh, meeting between yeah. you two. Did that annoy you? No, not at all. He said something about, I heard something about fire or something, right? Like, he said, I don't have the fire oh, or something. Oh, that's right. Yes, he yeah. also said that. Mm -hmm. He said, I don't have the fire. That's like, I mean, he went that way. So, I just think he must be a fan of Alex's cooking show, and he saw the fire. He literally saw fire. So, that's what the thing is coming to his mind. So, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry Khabib. I don't cook. I play video games. Maybe that's why he think. I mean, the fire in the video games is pretty fire, bro. I, I dropped some pretty fire contact with the video games, guys. So... Make sure you guys come to Facebook Gaming and um, 
show you guys, show you boys some love. But you know, all jokes aside, I I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. You know, he's not with me in the gym. He's not with me the day to day. I know. I don't. I don't post nothing. Train. The only thing post I really post is like gaming, my merch. You know. Don't forget shopmaxholly.com. Pick up that merch. Look, 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 look fire in these. Yeah, look at yeah, this. Really you look really Those are, fire oh, you know what? in these. In you're, my you're, shorts. You're, you're 30 years old and in shape. I'm a 42-year-old wash dad. That's really... Yeah, you get the floor shorts and you want a tank top that say daddest man on the planet. We, <laughs> okay. we can get you that. We can get that. that. You got to send this guy that. Yeah, you got to get, get on it. Picture. Get on it. Uh, we, we'll do that. Uh, still, though, speaking of sort of all the things you have going on, do you ever... Do you ever does the acknowledgement of your peers, how much does that matter? Because you sort of noted like, well, before the cater fight, they were calling you journeyman and this, that, and the other. And the Khabib thing kind of, I can tell it at least slightly irritates yeah. you. Does, does the acknowledgement of your ability and accomplishments from your, let's say, fighting peers, I'm not saying it drives you, yeah. but it does seem to matter. I mean, it's cool, you know, it is what it is, you know, it's especially when, I mean, somebody could be saying something, it is what it is, I mean. By the way, it's not all criticism. There's yeah, 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 too, yeah, and, and a bunch of it is praise. Like I said, you know, after the second fight, like I had like more than half the UFC roster saying that, you know, I, I should be the champ or whatever. So at the end of the day, I love the peers, you know, I love seeing everybody. I love being the guy that everybody's cool with or whatever, you know, I'm, I guess so the best way to sum it up is like I'm I'm your favorite fighter's favorite fighter, you know. So and that and that and that feels great, you know. Do you ever think about what role you want to play in the history of Hawaiian MMA, like specifically that particular lane? Uh you know, not really, no. you know. But but when it when it's all said and done, now that you said it, I would I would love to be, I guess the DC. You know how DC is to me, and like if if I ever need anything, I call DC, pick his mind about something or whatever. So. Yeah, any Hawaii guys, just reach out, you know. I'd, I'd love to tell you guys how to do it and tell you guys the recipes and tell you what worked, what doesn't. My my criticism on stuff, it's it'd be cool, you know. It'd be cool. But oh, even for all of all of MMA, period, you know, that's the DC. DC is that guy, bro. He makes so much friends with everybody. He helps everybody try to be talking. He stood the second daddest man on the planet. Probably the third now because you're here, Luke. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I guess what I mean is, like, Listen, I, I, I'm not from Hawaii. I certainly would never even come close to understanding it the way you would, right? I've been one time, but that's it. But what I mean to say is, you know, BJ Penn will obviously occupy a very special place in the history of Hawaiian MMA. And I know you're probably not trying to, like, I'm going to knock him off his perch. I, I, know you're, I know you're not doing that. But I guess, do you ever feel like, where do you want to be placed when the story is written about where you are in the history of Hawaiian MMA? I mean, I... I don't care. I don't mind, you know. I just want to be that guy to be like, especially from Hawaiians or anybody from from around the world in a little town just saying like, if I could do it, you know, why not you? Why? If, if someone like me could do it from a small town on the west side, you know, and why not Hawaii, why not you? So I just want to be the inspiration, you know. I, I don't, you don't need to put nothing around me, you know. I just want to know, be like, hey, I want somebody to be like, hey, look, he did it, yeah. That's, so why not you, you know? Why why can't I do it? And that's what I want to be to not only white people, but to all to all the small town kids that, that think so they, they don't belong or the world's too big or so on and so on. You know, I want to be that inspiration and be like, look, he can do it, I can do it. And, you, and, and not only do it, you can do it better than me, you know? And whatever you can do, you can do it better. You can be greater and uh, keep going. You know, I'm only, I'm only setting these goals and records, because records are meant to be broken. Please break them. Please, somebody break them, because uh, I'll be cheering you on all the way. Almost done here. 
have you ever thought about taking a boxing fight? I know it's always very, very oh. difficult to do, and it's kind of weird, and who the hell knows. But, dude, you know this. From the time you got into the UFC to now, I've never seen the MMA and boxing worlds merge mm, more so than much. they have. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%, man. I would love to box somebody, you know what I mean? Uh, anybody, whoever. Dude, will you, are you gonna fight Jake Paul? Fight Jake Paul. Oh my gosh, that I'd be so much fun. <laughs> That'd be so much fun to fight him. You gotta fight with Tommy. That Tommy Fury, though, coming up, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that should be an interesting fight. But but you it's 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 uh, you ever thought about it like in a real way? Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. I talk I talk I talk to my manager all the time. I'd love to figure out a way, you know, get UFC on board or something, and fight somebody for you for a lot crazy amount of money, you know. I'd, I would love to fight Floyd. I would love to fight any of the other top guys at, at the 147 or even, you know, who see? Who knows? Another YouTube star, whoever wants it can get it, you know. I'm the best boxer in the UFC, and uh, they can figure that out the hard way. All right. So on the Saturday, co-main event, what's on the line as far as I can tell? The belt is on the line. Uh -huh. um, obviously, the, 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 who won the trilogy to an extent really is kind of on the line. Even if you win the one, some people think you obviously, and there's a case to be made previously. But that's what I think is on the line. Uh -huh. It doesn't matter what I think. What matters is what you think. When you think about what's on the line Saturday, what is it? Ah, legacy. It's just as simple as that. It's legacy, you know. Um, me and him, we're on the top, on the higher end of the pound for pound ranking list, you know. I'm number, I, I, he's the champ. I'm number one in our own rankings in the featherweight. And fights like this don't happen, you know. In the last decade, I, I only can, I don't know if you can remember, I only can remember one, you know, and that's DC and Jones, 100%. So to have this again, you know, this is, this is a huge fight. You know, the hardcore journalists, the hardcore fans, this is what they want. This is what they need. They, they, earn, they earn for this, you know, and I'm just excited, man. There's a lot of legacy going there. And then, you know, hopefully everything goes good and I can continue on my legacy and, you know, go after the GOAT 45 and that's... And that's Aldo, you know. He, he got a bunch of records that stood haven't been broken. And until somebody breaks them, then they can be call, call themselves the GOAT of 45. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because some people say this is for the GOAT all-time at 145. And yeah, he right. beat Aldo and you beat Aldo. Yeah, right. but, but Aldo, the campaign he had at 145, I don't mean to diminish what you or Max has yeah. done, but it's it's remarkable. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd, He's underrated I, too. I, I, tr I trip out whenever somebody say, Oh, we're gonna fight who find out who was the best 145er in the world ever. I'm like, are you are we forgetting about Jose Aldo? Like uh, this guy with seven title defensive in the UFC. How much did the title defense did he have in WEC? I don't even remember. Yeah, it's like this guy been undefeated for a certain amount of years. Like we're just gonna forget about him because okay, yeah, I finished him twice, but it's like it is what it is. You know, it's some it's some person time. He still has stats. You know what I mean? Like he still has records that you still have to beat to beat a gold. He has seven title defenses. Go beat that. Go get eight, and then call yourself the gold. You know what I mean? But other than that. I, I'm not even close. How much? How much title defense I had? Like three or something, right? So I got to get like four more or something. So we we see what happens. The long list. Well, I'll tell you what, Max. I don't know what's going to happen on Saturday. I don't predict the future. You're already a Hall of Famer, uh, and this is about as excited I've been for a fight in a long, long time. They don't come around like this very often, do they? Pretty special. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. I don't ever say uh, good luck because I don't wish that, but I certainly hope that the best man wins, and I know you're prepared, and I can't wait to see what happens. Thank you, brother. No, thank you for your time. Right off the plane, straight to this interview, you the man. Thank you. Thank you.